everybody. Uh, welcome to the first official Leap podcast. Hello. Um, today, uh, I have got our gorgeous girl who runs our program in Cambodia, Rachel Rigigio, um, with me for a jungle side chat. Uh, if you could see her, you'd be so impressed. She is not sweating like I would be in the jungle. She's glowing. She clearly takes it all in her stride. Anyway, Rachel, hello. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Hello, Millie. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. <laughs> oh, you're so kind. So, Rachel, basically what we really want to know is, you know, you're young, you've you're American and you have taken this huge leap of faith and you have set up camp literally in Cambodia. Tell us how did that bit of journey, that part of your journey begin? How, when did you go? Wow. Um, so I've been here about seven years. Um, I, I came when I was 25. Um, and I was, before I came to Cambodia, I was working in mental health for, for the U.S. government for about six years, doing inpatient, outpatient treatment, and uh, just working with youth um, in general. And um, I love my work out there, but I was just feeling a bit stifled by, um, like, I, I wasn't, I wasn't feeling like I was making a difference. I felt like I was really up against a really big, um, you know, just all the corporate bureaucratic stuff and just, you know, felt like doing the right thing. I had to jump all through these hoops and, um, and I just was craving doing something with my life, with my hands, with my heart, with my brain that really made a difference. And, um, I told a good friend of mine, I'm just really seeking, being around humble, grateful people. And he said, you should go to Cambodia. And I said, really? I said, why? He said, he's, they're the most humble, grateful people I've ever met in my life. And uh, I, I, had a, I had a couple um, difficult things go down in life. And one day I said, you know what? I'm just going to go to Cambodia. <laughs> you literally, so you literally overnight packed your bags and hopped on a plane. I, I, I mean, I decided, I decided within a day that I'm going to do it. And then I just, um, I started packing up my stuff, selling things, getting my dog a passport and. <laughs> and, and, and just opted for this amazing change in life. I mean, it's, it's the type of thing, you know, I, I sit here in England just thinking, God, now should I, we be going and living abroad, but you never do. And you just, you just had the courage to do it. Yeah, I just really wanted to have my influence be felt. I wanted to make a change. I wanted to do something with my life that I felt excited about getting up in the morning. And there's just um, a lot of a lot of things to choose from. Like, where do I want to put my energy into? And I don't know, things just aligned and the path became clear. And I said, by golly, I'm going to do it. Oh, and you did. And that you did. And then, so you ended up, and here we are. I mean, crikey. So now you're down in Kampot, southern, southern Cambodia, in the middle of the jungle. And you have created this most inspiring 
I mean, I just love everything about the Red Road Foundation, which is your baby. Oh. So how long has that been, you know, growing for? When did that begin? Well, that be that began um, really, I mean, seven years ago when I decided to move to Cambodia, I, um, I just, I knew that I wanted to do something. Um, I was, um, <laughs> I mean, so many different factors play played into it, but I, um, I really just, uh, I wanted to, um, I wanted to, I wanted to build something that people who also wanted to make a difference could contribute to, and it could just be kind of its own living, breathing kind of just place where all kinds of people could come to collaborate, add their passion, add their skills. And um, at first I thought it was going to be a group home. Um, I was kind of uh, geared toward like the child sex trafficking really um, was a really big, uh, really close to my heart. And I wanted to do something. Um, and the way that things panned out, I thought the way that I could be of service was to um, to give free education to at-risk kids um, out in the countryside. And, um, and so, yeah, so I just, I mean, I just started taking each step. I went out into the, I found a piece of land. I went out into the village. I started asking people if they wanted a school, started learning Khmer. And, uh, and then it was time to build the school. And they said, all right, uh, what do you want to build the school out of? And uh, I had heard about earth ships. I saw a yeah. bunch of trash yeah. everywhere. And I said, well, let's build it out of trash. And um, I ended up finding an engineer that was about an hour away. He told me, um, okay, um, I will help you build your school. He said, get $10,000 and uh, 25 volunteers together within three months and we'll break ground and i didn't have either at the time but i said okay let's do that <laughs> and three months later exactly on the start date i had exactly ten thousand dollars and 25 volunteers no more no less and we started we started to build the school and it's been an incredible journey ever since and it's and so was and so was the school built out of those amazing um listeners when you've when you've finished li listening to this you must go to the red road foundation and look at what on instagram it's so inspiring all those photographs because all the buildings that you've built are yes they're built out of trash but my god they're so beautiful they are they're gorgeous our our school is an earth ship and and then we have many like earth ship inspired buildings and earthship is a building built all from recycled and natural materials so the school is built from recycled car tires that have been pounded like until the point of expand like gonna pop with plastic uh dirt and rocks and then we have glass bottles full glass bottles in the base broken glass bottles in the foundation and then cut glass bottles into building bricks uh to be the face of the school i mean it, it i mean it is beautiful so now so now you have the school so the volunteers so our volunteers that would come in january um they 
they're going to get involved with I, I mean I know you have rolling projects that you know but what is really needed right now what's the next thing that you would love a, a group of volunteers to do well yes right now we we always have so many things going on um, in January, I mean, right now we're focusing on making moringa oil. We're doing organic farming. We're upcycling glass uh, glasses. Um, we're making bamboo straws. We're you know, making different products, uh, Healthline from our moringa. Uh, but come January, with our interns, we we have started an eco movement in Campot and. One of the main goals for us is going to be to really promote this, um, to go around to the different businesses, try to get people on board with our movement. Um, we're gonna go into the village uh, where the school is and we're gonna do some work with, uh, basically we wanna transform the village that the school is in into a eco-sustainable, lifestyle where there's not plastic trash littered everywhere where people collect the trash from their houses they make it into building materials our eco construction team picks it up and we build things in the village and so uh, and, yeah there's we'll, going to be a lot of work with that oh and we'll and the other thing that i've seen around the world is the, is the permaculture so that villages really they they start growing things as a community so they start sharing their vegetables and fruit and their produce so that <clears throat> their diet becomes more varied they're, they're, there's just a community food hub is that something that yes. they could do yeah well right now we are in a farming community so pretty much everybody's growing things um and eating really um you know, eating really well as far as like eating local and um, trading with one another. Uh, we've had everyone starting to plant moringa, which is incredibly healthy. Um, so yeah, I mean, everyone's everyone's eating healthy out there already. It's just the um, the 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 sugars and the plastic containers, um, all of those really fake crappy stuff, the like sweetened condensed milk, um, these types of things uh, that a lot of the kids are eating a lot and the, and the adults actually. There's actually like a good amount of diabetes and things in there. So that's actually another part of what we're trying to do is get a lot of those snacks changed over that are in the, that are in the village shops to things that are more natural, that are grown locally and uh yeah supporting each other so that we can all um we can all rise together and be as healthy as possible and so, live so in a way it sounds like a really yes. kind of community sustainable it's like a movement isn't it it's a whole lifestyle cultural yeah. movement that you're trying to create exactly we believe that if we can implement this in this small village that it will be a model that could spread to other villages and other towns and and so, yeah, I mean, we're really, we're really doing something amazing. Like when people from other villages come through and see what we've done, they do think it's quite impressive. So I was about to ask, do they come and kind of nosy over the, over the wall to see what's happening? Think, oh, I'd like one of those pretty buildings. 
Yeah, they just come on up and they 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 check out the building and they ask our teammates. Our we have a Cambodian team that live on site and they ask them all kinds of questions and they love it and they say thank you so much and they want to learn and so we're excited to share the information and have our interns help us with uh, really fully bringing this this new uh, way of life and way of thinking. The kids are totally on board. Um, you know, they've learned a lot with us over the past couple of years. So yeah, we're just kind of shifting, shifting the mindset and showing people what can actually be done and some, some alternatives to, um, you know, the way that things have been going down. Amazing. It's so <laughs> impressive. It's really impressive. You know, the world needs good people like you. They really do. You know, oh, you, you make the world a better place, literally. And, you know, and I suppose in our small way, I'm very proud of that we can actually find the volunteers that come and actually help contribute and, you know, contribute from a physical point of view, actually, that, you know, they bring their, their, their labour, but also the finances to, to help ease and make things happen. So, Rach, over through lockdown then, what has been the biggest challenge? Is it, is it having the no volunteers and... and managing the expectation of of the village because everything's clearly must have just ground to a halt is that has that been tough yeah exactly it has it has been tough we've been we were expecting um some interns coming out in may we had a, a different um universities coming out to um you know make contact with our project and um start partnerships and yeah, it's, it all came to a halt. We had to close the school. All schools were shut in Cambodia. So we had, we complied with that. And um, yeah, that's been a challenge for sure. Um, but the eternal optimist that I am, I've found some uh, positives with just um, kind of starting back up by, you know, we, we've still been, uh, reliant on donations uh, we're not fully sustainable yet you know and that's something that we're really working towards and that our internship program is really going to help us to achieve and our moringa sales and things like that mm -hmm. but um, it's been really now organic to have you know since the school's been shut it's just been like running the facility the caretaker that lives on site that cares for the farm that you know, just um, kind of organically, step by step, becoming actually totally sustainable with what we are selling locally in town, and and running just the base of our program. So it's kind of like you know, step by step, working our way um, to a place where we are fully self-sustainable, which is exactly our goal. Yeah. So yeah, it's and. Um, we're really, we're really excited though to start school back up and to get our interns back out and really be full, full force ahead. And we've been utilizing this time to um, just get ready and prepare. We have a new accommodation that's being built, and it's um, it's tidy up time. It's been a time for tidying, hasn't it? It's you know the old adage like tidy your necker drawer. You've been taking it on the kind of on the extreme. Yes, and absolutely. Um, and Rach, seriously, when do you have any inkling 
any inkling when we'll be allowed back in? Um, I've heard that they've started to open some ground borders. So I think that's a good sign. Um, I don't know exactly when uh, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, I think all of us all over the world right now are just taking it day by day. And, um, and yeah, I mean, I think, I think after our, after all of this as well, it's going to be so wonderful to be able to travel after we've all gained so much perspective from being in our homes and, and um, kind of uh, realizing what's important in life. I think when we get to go out there and, and mingle and see the world again, that it's going to be with fresh eyes and that we're going to be really uh, more impactful than we have been in the past. So I'm yeah. really looking forward to. Yeah, I, I've we've really seen um, an increase in people that have wanted to do to do our programs, leap programs, and I think it's people that that's exactly right. You know, with the fresh eyes, you know, we've all been locked down at home, but you know, we're very privileged in England, really privileged. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, it's been tough for a lot, but you know, we still got running water, we still got electricity, we still got access to supermarkets and food. You know, the government has helped uh, you know so many people with their furloughing scheme. I mean, we are very, very lucky. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, when they do go travelling, it will be. I, I really hope that the reason that they're all booking on with the leap is not just for the safety angle, but actually to contribute to those around the world who have, have very, you know, much less than, than we do. And to make, to travel responsibly, isn't it? It's it's travel responsibly, Mm. make a mark, try and leave the place a better place. You know, it's not just about going to Cambodia and going to late night bars and, you know, cheap, cheap, cheap drink. It's about, meeting the local people, making a difference to them. And now mm. more than ever, is that, is that really needed? So yeah. submerging so, yourself in a new culture. Yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, our, our bookings for Cambodia, Rachel, be pleased, you know, are really good for January and next year. And I just know as soon as the government, your government and our government gives us the green light, I know there are lots of people out there that will definitely come and support the Red Road Foundation and everything you do because you We're are so in- excited to have them and have your support. Thanks, Millie. <laughs> you are, you do what we all dream about doing. Actually, you know, it's, 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 you know, and for people that are going to come to Cambodia and you're going to show them, you know, the most amazing things that we've got planned for the trips with you at the helm yes. you know they're yes. going to have such an ins- insight into cambodia you know with your language skills and your your people skills and the nurturing you know leapers going on rachel's program you're you're in for a treat you really we're are. gonna have the best time full of adventure and things that make us feel alive i'm i mean yeah i'm i've done a lot of things in my life that are quote you know selfless and so kind but I feel so lucky and full of 
light and love because I love my life and every day is different and exciting and filled with people who want to make a difference and people who are doing things that are true to their hearts. And I've just like, I love to share that with people and, and I, and I love to inspire people to live their life in a way that makes them feel excited and, and empowered. And, and I can't wait to have the leapers come out and be a part of this beautiful world that we've created out here. Oh, come on leapers. Oh, you're going to make me cry. I mean, that's just beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Oh, right. Leapers on that note, you know where to find Rachel. She's in Campot. She's in the jungle. She's doing amazing things. And you know, through the leap, you have a chance to go and help and to, and to participate in her amazing creation. So, Rach, yes. come January, we're all going to be out there, you know, with our spades Beautiful. and shovels, our chalk. You can task us on anything and we'll do exactly what we're told to make. Bring to it. Bring it on. Bring it on. Our, our right. engineer always calls when we, when we do our eco-construction work. He says, we're like we're getting out there in the sun working like with the locals and getting it and it's just so much fun we really love it that's amazing thanks bridge right so i'm going to say um uh sign off with rachel now but leapers or anyone listening to this podcast if you want to get involved with rachel and the red road foundation then you just go to the leaps website www.theleap.co.uk and find cambodia and pop your name down because all help is greatly needed so Woo! thank you rachel toodly pet. thank you